it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. What's not to like about Tim Scott? It is kind of funny to watch the language police take a pass whenever somebody uses a racial slur or language against Tim Scott, because that's okay. If you're a black conservative, I mean, is there anything? Well, no, I shouldn't say that. And we're going to be doing this a little bit later in the program. I was going to say, is there anything more maligned than a, um, a black conservative? But I would have to say now it's Hispanic conservatives because now you're watching. It's starting to roll out one article after another about right-wing Latinos, white supremacist Hispanics. You know, it's it, it, it it's not impossible for Hispanics to be white supremacists and Nazis and fascists and all this stuff. If that's the warning toward Hispanic voters going into 2024 that you better vote Democrat or we're going to call you a white supremacist, please, please, please run with that one. And I'm serious, run with that one. If the New York Times and The Guardian and other left-wing outlets think that they, they've got something good by calling Hispanic voters white supremacists, hey, basket full of irredeemable re- de- deplorables, baby. I mean, that's where we are. So you want to you wanna roll out these pieces, and I'm starting to see the, the frequency uh, picking up of overtures toward the assumption that if well, you're Hispanic and you're conservative. That kind of makes you some kind of white supremacist. All right, run with that. But we'll see how the media treats Tim Scott. Now, if I had to place my bet, unless Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis completely fizzle out, I see Tim Scott running for vice president, okay? Now, it's true. There are candidates that that launch a campaign, you know, Going on the possibility, the over-under, that the lead candidate, the front-runner, or the two front-runners, you know, you got a lot of green between here and the end of the game, that anything could happen over the next, you know, year or so. That might open up a lane for, you know, a candidate who was not top of mind running for president. Now, I don't know if that's Tim Scott, very popular guy, allegedly liked by all his colleagues, not that that matters. Uh, that could sometimes be a detriment. Uh, if you're a conservative, you don't want to get along too well with these people. I mean, I look at the I look at Asa Hutchinson. I you know I, again I've had him on the program. Nice enough guy. I just don't see his lane. I'm not endorsing anyone. You know I don't endorse, right? Chris Christie's going to announce this week. Why does he just want to be on that stage? I mean, I'd love to see see whatever internal polling his exploratory uh, committee saw that makes him think that the country wants some more Chris Christie. I don't, I don't know where his lane is either. I mean, I can see a lane, again, if there was a, you know, a falter in, in Trump and DeSantis. That might open up a lane for Nikki Haley. It might even open up a lane for Vivek Ramaswamy. You know, stranger things have happened with businessmen running for president. You know, we finally, finally scored that. Something that I think we would have been in a better place if we had had a Steve Forbes or a Ross Perot or a Herman Cain, if we had gotten on the track of a businessman president, I think we'd have been better off. Say, what about Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney became way too much of a politician. Mitt Romney became way too much of a politician. He wasn't a communist, but he was way too much of a politician. And there's something important about the idea of a businessman president. 
you look at the Democrats, the Democrats don't hate capitalism. They just want to control it through government because most of these people wouldn't have the kind of power that they have now in government. How many of you would put Kamala Harris in charge of something? How many of you would put Chuck Schumer in charge of something? I'm not talking about in government, I'm talking about in business. These people don't hate wealth and luxury. They just want to make sure they control the approval process. Oh, you can have wealth and luxury, but you got to come through me first. You've got to get my permission. And if you notice something about our constitution, our construct of our government, that was, that was never something that you would find in our constitution, that the government was here to basically create a class unto itself that was ubiquitous. You can have some nice things, but you've got to come through me. You've got to get, you can't just go out there and strike it rich. You need my approval. I'm going to be in your way. You can either, you can either get used to it or try to get around it, but we're the government. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We will be having Larry Elder on the program, by the way. You won't get anyone who will note that there are now four people of color in the race for the White House as Republicans. Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Larry Elder. You're not going to hear that. You're, not, you're just going to hear about white this and white that and white supremacy this and white supremacy that. No matter how many black people become Republicans, they still say the Republicans are white supremacists. Look what's happening, like I said, with the Hispanic vote. You see more Hispanic voters moving towards the conservative movement and away from the Democrat Party, and you get headlines like this from The Guardian. The allure of fascism. Why do minorities join the far right? While investigators search for a motive behind a Texas man's killing of eight people in an outlet mall near Dallas early this month, they and groups such as the Anti-Defamation League believe they've uncovered social media posts in which he spewed white supremacist, misogynistic, uh, and, and misogynist uh, and anti-Semitic rhetoric. Experts say Mauricio Garcia's apparent expression of hate-filled rhetoric fits into a modest but increasingly alarming pattern of largely men of color drawn to far-right communities. Since the election of Donald Trump, they say, more men of color have taken on leadership roles in far-right militia groups and participated, in some cases, led violent protests, most notably during the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. For people of Latino descent like Garcia, who self-identifies Hispanic, the allure of right-wing proto-fascist policies come from a complex, contradictory cocktail of misinformation within Latino communities. The presence of authoritarian influences from their countries of origin in proximity to whiteness in the U.S. that relies more on dominance over people than one's skin color in this world. Violence is an apt political response to threats of such dominance. So the mixture is these people are coming from countries with authoritarian leaders. This country elected Donald Trump, and they live among white people. And that's why they're attracted to this. See, it's kind of funny. And I never get anybody who will explain this to me. How can you say people who believe in free speech and free markets are fascist? I'd like to hear that one. Well, it's this, it's this fascist, you know, what, what Elon Musk is doing is giving way to these fascists. No, he's giving way to free speech. That means people will say good things and bad things. But they'll be able to say it 
and you'll decide if you want to hear it or read it or watch it. That's how free speech works. But when you say, I believe in free speech, well, see, that's, that's what fascists do. Fascists believe in free speech. Fascists believe in free markets. Fascists believe in the freedom of religion. Fascists believe in the right to keep and bear arms. Well, where, where's, where's, this, where's this nouveau brand of fascism? Well, it's a, it's a new libertarian fascism. Ah, yes. Libertarian fascism. Uh-huh. That's like being the president of the Anarchy Club. Hey! You know who's in charge here? I run the Anarchy Club. You all do as I say. This Anarchy Club, I'm the head of it. A libertarian fascist would be an oxymoron. On top of an enigma. Wrapped in a, you know, wrapped in, a, I, I, I don't know what. Where do you get this idea of a libertarian fascist? There's no such thing as a libertarian fascist. But these people are actually, they're trying to create this impression that, that all of these people who just don't, and now they're lumping them in. So, well, if you vote Republican, you're kind of like this guy that shot a bunch of people. No, I just might be sick of the high taxes and the open borders, and the way you run the schools. The warning now is, if you're Hispanic, you will be labeled a white supremacist or a fascist by these people on the left. And God bless them, I hope they run with this. Now, I can't wait to see the response to Tim Scott's announcement from, let's say, the Joy Reeds of the world. Because they keep... T- they. You know, when you talk about token this and token that, calling Tim Scott a token is kind of bigoted. Well, you're Troy Reed now Sharpton all of them are black. Okay, but a token would assume there's only one. When you look at the fact that Donald Trump got more black votes and more Hispanic votes in 2020 than he did in 2016, you can't just say token. Oh, no, Andrew, it's black men. It's Hispanic men. Okay, then are you just admitting that the Democratic Party is just really for women? Is that what you're telling us? That the Democratic Party is really a feminized, not feminist, feminized party. You're the party of the victim flag. You're the party of the open border. You're the party of the endless spending. You're the party of showing porn to children. Or maybe, maybe... Just maybe your accusations against conservatives are are all false. That when you say that there are all of these men of color in these far right, you know, militias. Well, if they really were these far right racist militias, they wouldn't have people of color even in their ranks, let alone in their leadership. Like I said, you say that the Republican Party is for uh, middle aged white guys. Yet you've got a young Indian entrepreneur running as a Republican for president of the United States. You've got also, and then not going to give them credit of being South Asian. Only Kamala Harris gets all of these, these distinctions. I can't wait, though, to read all of the anger and the hatred because you know what's happening right now behind the scenes? The N-word is flying when discussing Tim Scott and don't kid yourself. It is. 
Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are rapidly coming up on the hardcore summer. Memorial Day weekend. Yes, uh, to marketers, it's the unofficial start of summer. To the rest of us, it's remembering the people that died making this nation what it is in the military. I mean, there are some people that don't understand the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. One's for the people who died. The others are for those who lived. Wintick 695 Patriot. All right, coming up a little bit later in the program, Representative Buddy Carter is going to join us. And top of the next hour, Stephen Friend, one of the FBI whistleblowers, is going to join us. And that's right. He has a book coming out, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. It's called True Blue, My Journey from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower. That's all coming up. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilcow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.